Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday Night Breakdown. It's obviously Monday. It's uh, the playoff finals we're looking back at, Dave. It's the end of the season, and this is where some rise to the challenge and become MVP, and some of the lights are too bright. And we're going to find out over the next however long which one of those two categories we fall into here as we look back over the over the playoff finals. Um, let's start with the well actually before I get into the women's game let's start with the the event itself it's interesting because i obviously i'm working at these um these things and um what what people probably don't realize is when you're when you're doing commentary in a headset similar to this you've got um two people constantly talking in your ears the director and the pa are constantly they're not talking to me most of the time but about 10% of the time they are. So I have to sort of listen to them. And then obviously I've got uh, Roe and Lasker and Tuck and Siobhan and whoever else uh, talking as well. So it's quite loud in my head. So sometimes I'll come home from a game and I won't really have noticed what happened. You know what I mean? Because you're, yeah. you're, you're making TV, you don't know. But actually did, I did get a sense of the occasion yesterday. It was... A it felt like a really good event. The crowd were in it. It was, I mean, it's a lovely, you, you know, as well. It's a lovely building. Arena. For, for, for basketball. It's fantastic. And just really got the sense of, of occasion there. And I, I think it's worth sort of knowing. Yeah, well, there's two things, didn't there? I mean, one, you didn't have it last year. You did the best you could last year. Um, so that, that kind of going back, and it's the first time it's been done with the, you know, the, the, the production, the buzz production stuff. Um, which is important. Um, the second thing is obviously you have two London games, two London teams in, which kind of gives a rooting interest. And that does make a difference, you know, um, because it's not the same with a, you know, neutral crowds are great and getting all the people in there is great. But if you've got a real rooting interest, that makes it good. And obviously the third thing was you got a close game um, and a game of, at the end, certainly the, the second game. And... Um, not just a close game, but an oscillating game, you know, a game which went back and forward. And that always kind of adds to the, the, the atmosphere as well. But look, it's a great place. I mean, it's awesome. It's probably, it's certainly the highlight of anything I've ever done in basketball, standing there, looking up, thinking, bloody hell. You know, when you look up, you see the people up in the third tier and they're kind of in the dark, so you can't always really make them out. But you go, wow, that's a lot of people up there. A lot of people. It's like 15, you know, it it really does. It puts puts everybody, it gives everybody legitimately something to play for. And it's actually, it is the best argument for not having series and playoffs, the fact that you get a day like that. You know, it really is. You can't take away from it. it's unfortunate. I know you had some problems setting up, and I know it was a bit, um, <laughs> a bit hectic. Um, and the Just fans weren't in the there least. for about an yeah, hour. Yeah. It, was, it, yeah. was back, it was back well, to um, well, well, mid days we, again. We can, we can, we can fully put the blame on Little Mix. Uh, oh, well. essentially, essentially, two of them are Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the two of them. One, at least one of them is a Jordy. I have no was, idea. So, I, um, I couldn't so name the um, Mix song. I'm afraid. Um, no, but this is just from, just from my, my court neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Perry, I think. It might be Jade, one of them. Anyway, yeah. Um, you seem to know the names. Were you watching the live stream on, on, on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, well, you know. Yeah. But, so essentially, so people know, because obviously I don't think they ever pointed out the fact that the game was half an hour late tipping off the, the WBBL final. Um, I think the set for Little Mix took a lot longer to break down than it was supposed to. So 
they were in two and a half hours. So they, I mean, we we went on air. They were still putting the floor seating together. Yeah. It was yeah. a bit. It was a bit chaotic. And we, and literally, we got told as the credits were running, we we're having to delay the tip off by half an hour because they couldn't get anybody in. But good news for the, they, yeah, yeah. Good news for the broadcast the pros you've got. Eh? Ripped up right there. But uh, to be fair to. Nat and Siobhan and Karen and that you I don't think you would have noticed watching it's one well, of those live yeah, they handled moments. it really well there was one moment where Tuck said I'm handing it back to you um, where he basically after he'd been dumped on by Nat but apart from that no I really quite enjoyed it it was it was it was good you guys did a good job so uh, let's go to the games and obviously uh, London Lions uh, 70 Seven Oaks Suns 45 in the WBBL playoff final London of course chasing uh, perfection we were saying at the beginning the only way that the Suns could win this game was keeping it low scoring because they weren't going to beat London in the scoring race and Monacana hits a three they're out to five nothing more importantly though London only got two Holly Winterburn scores in the first five minutes yeah there was a couple of things one Leonard obviously was hurt um, early playing with a mascot and that's not easy Mm. And you saw it in the interview afterwards, you know, it was a, she's got a decent shiner. Right um, you know, and so that kind of impacts their flow a little bit, their offensive flow. And the second thing is you're playing half an hour later, there's people coming in the gym, there's panic, there's everything going on around you. So offensively, that is going to be a struggle for both teams. And it was. Um, the fact, the third thing is that sometimes having so many players who are playing roles doesn't help you in finals. You know, you have to have the one the one or two main players mm. um, or the ones that you rely on more. There's only so many shots to go around and having 10, you know, really solid players does, does your wonders in this league season, but then you, you're chipping and changing a little bit in the finals. So, you know, they missed a lot of layups. London did early. They were getting better shots than Seven Oaks, um, but they, they weren't able to finish. And um, unfortunately, with Seven Oaks, London's defence was actually far better than their offence. You know, defensively, they had an athletic advantage at every at every position, just about. And if they didn't in and inside, they had a size advantage. You know, so everywhere you look, there's an advantage for for London. Stewart over um, is it John? Uh, I can't remember the girl's Coppel. name from yes, Couple. Sorry, um, even and then um, at the guard spot, you know, Winterburn and Leadham have the size. That uh, and the size and quickness that um, you know, Carr and Bush don't really have, you know, and and so everything was hard for Seven Oaks. And on top of that, London are scout. London are you know they're not just turning up and playing and throwing the talent out there. They're actually coached insofar as game preparation really well, you know, and they're disciplined and they've got a scouting report. So it wasn't just say oh, we've got more talent than you, we'll beat you anyway. They took away some stuff. They took away Cat Carr. Um, they took away Bush's three-point shooting. You know, yeah, now really. it's really easy. Now, to be fair, it's easier to do that when you've got the talent to do that mm. because you know they're thinking if we take away two or three things, we can shut this team down. Seven Oaks are thinking if we take away seven or eight things, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. can shut this team down. And you can't take away seven or eight things. Mm. So what Seven Oaks did was they had a good game plan. Um, you know, they didn't give up anything easy to Stewart inside. They they handled Leonard in the screen row, you know, well early. Winterburn had a couple of size mismatches on the post, 
And then obviously you have the shooting variants in the big gym and the short warm-up and all of that mm. stuff. And um, and then the MVP came in and basically to won the game. And it wasn't the MVP that got won the MVP. Mm. It was the MVP. I thought it was the MVP because she changed the game. Um, yeah, so so we 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 were wondering if London would set records in that game. They did set a, a record in the first quarter for the lowest scoring first quarter in a playoff final, WBBL playoff final. Uh, but then Beckford Norton, you're referring to there, came into the game yeah. back to back threes in two minutes. She scored the first eleven points of an eighteen two run, which had them twenty five fourteen up. Yeah, I mean it's a real skill to be able to be effective in a you know, coming off the bench in the final. It really is. I mean, let's be, I mean, just put the one side that they're bringing Beckford Norton and Breen off the bench, mm. you know, which is like, yeah. you, know, you know, again, you know, it's the seven or eight things, you know. Um, but to everybody else is, everybody else is tight. You know, even Leedham was tight, you know, even because we think of, you know, Joe Leedham obviously played in the Olympics, Zania Stewart played in the Olympics, they played in big gym in the Olympics, um, or, or a big kind of cardboard box, really. That's what it was because it was a temporary, Structure with eleven thousand people in, but it was a bit weird. Um, I don't think they, they didn't make it to the O2. I don't think because that was the semi the quarter in the finals and the semi finals mm. of the Olympics. So they won't have played at the O2 either, um, unless you can tell me otherwise. And um, obviously, on top of that, they're playing for the four, mm. and so there's, that that makes you tight. That means that you, if anything, you're over focused. You know, I mean, you saw at the first play of the game where Leiden ran over. Um, I think it was Carl, one of the sub seven defenders got the charging foul and you look back and she was just, her eyes were just like, you know, I'm just as focused as I can ever be. And that can sometimes just impinge your kind of your relaxation and get into a flow of a game. So the, the, the line starters are really tight. And then for Beckford Norton to come in and to play so fearlessly and aggressively and athletically and knock down the shots when nobody else had, when it's easy to kind of fall into that path of Oh, well, you know, everybody else is taking a few shots to get warmed up. She came in, she, the game was changed. And they couldn't, you know, once it got to 10 to 12 points, it was another, 7 Oaks did have another run in them. Mm. But that run basically separated them for good. Um, and then because of the depth that they have, and, and the only way you can beat a team that's far deeper than you is to prey on their minds, prey on their uncertainty, make them get antsy because they should be winning by more, try and impact their, their mental state that way. And um, that run from, that single-handed run by Beckford Norton basically um, um, took away any, I think, lack of confidence that London might have had, any kind of nerves or inertia they might have had. So that's why I thought she was the MVP because the game was won in that five minutes. Now the game may have, <laughs> doesn't mean it was over, but yeah, it was yeah. won. Well, they 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 got back to um they got back to two points on a, on a nine zero run late in the late in the first half, and then right before half time, Monacana goes up, thinks she's fouled, doesn't get a call, argues the call, gets a technical foul. That's her third foul, and obviously we talk about the yeah. comparative uh, depth of the two teams. They can ill afford somebody in in foul trouble. There's four seconds left. Winterburn scores the free throw, and then Beckford Norton scores on the buzzer and you sort of think well if Monacana had scored there or if she had got a foul and made two free throws it's 27 all and instead it's yeah. 30 to 25 yeah and on top of that she had the last shot as well she gave up the last shot you know so they didn't have to London didn't have to get the ball back so London ended up getting a 3-0 when the very worst should have been 0-0 zero, zero, yeah. or 2-0 I, I didn't like the technical really and um, because I thought um, and then she said something which was way beyond the pale 
which you couldn't make out on the TV. Um, there was a gesture, but I thought there were gestures. I thought there was a couple of London girls, London ladies, um, made a couple of gestures, particularly in the second half when they didn't get a call as well. I just thought it was a very, very quick whistle for that technical with six seconds to go. Um, it may be that I've been some consistent complaining. That might have got. That might be why it was just kind of enough was enough. But um, you know, I thought you could let that go. Um, it was good. That was a good call. Good no call. Sorry, but um, yeah, let it go. But you're right. And then I think the first play of the third quarter, London came out and scored as well. So I think yeah. I looked at it and it was like a, you know six or running like thirty seconds of real yeah. time. Yeah, it's yeah. really made you know changed a two point game to an eight point game. And then it's like. It's like, you know, they've climbed their way back up to base camp, seven notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're back down to the hotel at the bottom again. Yeah, yeah. And you got to do it all over again. And, you, and all you got to do it all over again with players who've played twice as many minutes as yeah. the London players. And you could see it in, in Joe Leader Warner's eyes, really, in that third quarter. This was the moment. And uh, she was doing it at both ends of the floor. Uh, I think she had seven points in, in the run that got them out to out to 12. And they 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 sort of were always close enough that you thought that that it seemed possible that they could come back but it was never quite close enough that you actually believed that was going to happen and then in the fourth well, quarter, if you score 45 points in, in a game then mm. you say they were close enough but they would have ended up needing another 22 minutes of basketball just to catch yeah, up yeah 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 you know to get the 70 um and, and so it's you know that, that gap in the low scoring games but london's defense was you know i mean the one thing that their role players really do is they do commit to defence and they didn't finish and Charles didn't really finish and Ume didn't finish and um, Green really never got going. Um, but they all, every every um, every passing to the post was challenged. Every bit of penetration was, was blocked and they did it without fouling. And it did have a slight size advantage and it did have a slight athletic advantage, which allows you to do that. But they also were incredibly disciplined in the way that they played their defense. Um, and I thought Matt Sevenoaks really stood up to them really well at the other end. You know, they, they didn't give up anything easy. They were played tough. They rebounded the ball. They didn't over um they didn't lose out to the size of London, which they couldn't have. They didn't really let London get out and run, you know, which was is, is a way to the game being over even quicker. Um, but eventually, when you've got to work that hard to get a shot. It just breaks on you. You only got six yeah, yeah. players, seven yeah. players that you're playing. You just can't manage it, and it's just yeah. There's an imbalance, unfortunately. There is an, an imbalance of talent, I think, um, on on effort levels. That game was a a well played game. Um, I do I don't think London maximised their talent level because they didn't make as many shots as they can, and they weren't as fluent as they can. But there was a lot on the game. Um, but what they did do was. Um, give a great clinic and how to grind out a game where you're not shooting the ball well. Yeah. Well, well, it was still only 44-38 um, with 10 minutes to go, but then landed with three three-pointers uh, early in the fourth quarter, took it out past uh, 20, and that was why I think yeah. she was in, given... In reality, you know, leather threes are things that you kind of you have to live with. Mm. When, when you've got everything else that London have got, if you're Len Bush, you're thinking... You know, if she gets hot, you know, we can't, we take that away, we run her off, she's going to start setting other people up that we really can't let go off. So you've got to try and challenge them. But eventually, um, she got her feet and she shot the ball as well. And one of them is going to make shots. And the, the only way it could have stayed close was if 
you know, Beckford Norton hadn't gone off on that run and they'd managed to kind of keep it to a 22-22 game at half-time because then people might, then London might have got a little bit antsy, but there's been nothing in London's demeanour this year which has really led you to believe that even that would have happened. No, no. Uh, so Leonard was uh, the MVP with 13 points, five rebounds, seven assists, a plus 32 in 32 minutes, the, the biggest plus minus of anybody. Uh, Beckford Norton was the Dave Forrester MVP with 15 Absolutely. points. Uh, Winterburn 12 and seven, Leader Warner 11, six uh, and four. The, the interesting start I pulled out, London had 21 more shots than Seven Oaks. It was 58-79. They didn't shoot the ball very well, but you get that many more possessions, it's... Well, they have that much more size, you know, and that much more, not just size on the court, but size on the bench. And everybody's coming in and doing their job, so they're all going in there and, and rebound. And if your guards like Lead and Warner and, and Winterburn have that size and they, they're getting the cheap offensive rebounds as well, and then they're playing 25 minutes or 30 minutes and the other girls on the other team are playing 40 minutes, it's just an absolute grinding process. Just grind them down. The offensive rebounding is where that often shows the most. Um, probably particularly actually more, and I don't watch as much women's basketball as I watch men's basketball, obviously. And I don't like to compare. Um, but you know, this is a podcast, so let's compare. Um in, in you know, in women's basketball, in, in men's basketball, probably because you have these people who can just get rebounds just by jumping in, you know, jumping 12 feet in the air. Um, there are less kind of long rebounds to go for in men's basketball than there are women's basketball. And therefore, the more guard rebounds, everybody can get in there and get one. And I just think the size of and, and the mentality of Winterburn and Leedham, um, having that size of the guard spots really helped them because it's just another person you've got to put a body on. And, um, and they just didn't have enough to do it in the end. Uh, Monacana playing her final game with 13 points led the Suns. Uh, was 12 and 9. I thought she was pretty good, actually. And Kat Carr, as you say, he had to work very hard for, for the 10 points that, that she managed. So let's move on to the BBL playoff final. And the Leicester Riders, 78. The London Lions, 75. And um, we can't do a London Lions... A uh, bit of the podcast without announcing the starting five at the beginning because we've been talking about it all season. Washburn, Kajini, Dirk Williams, Reese, and Tawia were the five they chose to go for uh, yesterday. What did you make of that, Dave? Well, firstly, yeah. Well, apologies to anybody who was obviously doing Twitter yesterday because I thought about five minutes before the game, I thought I'll stuff this. Um, rather than talk about this afterwards, let's have a go at talking about it as it's happening and see how much of it I get right and how much of it is crap. Um, because mm -hmm. it's easy, you know, there's a certain point of things easy to say afterwards, oh, I told you so, when everyone's had 36 hours to look at it. So hopefully everything that I say here will be stuff I said at the time, because looking back on it, I think it reads pretty well. Um, well there's certainly not much which I kind of um, resile from. Um, probably other than Tawia's performance, which was mm. exceptional, yeah, uh, which exactly. I, I didn't see coming. Um, but even then, I think they made a mistake not starting Kelly. I just, I just, you know, you have to get the best out of your guys, the best out of your players. And they got uh, probably 110% out of Chris Tawia, who played great. Mm. Um, but as a result of that, they got 20% out of Kyla Kelly. Mm. And I think if because 
Chris Tarrier's ceiling is there and Kyler Kelly's ceiling is there. Um, I think Leicester would have took that because, you know, you've got a guy who's blocked shots, more shots than anybody for however long he'll tell us, mm. um, who was a lob threat, who was on, you know, who was a real difference maker on the court and he played 10 minutes, 55 seconds. Mm. Now you say, well, that could have happened any which way. Of course it could. And the logic is, oh, well, we'll bring him off. If this is the logic and it's the only one that's ever been put forward that I've heard, we'll bring him off the bench because he's, he's you know, he's potentially getting into foul trouble early. Well, my mindset is if you're going to get into foul trouble, you're going to get into foul trouble, mm. you know? And it doesn't matter whether you get it within two minutes of coming in off the bench or whether two minutes of um, starting the game. But what I do know from finals is that if you're not used to being a bench player, it can be so difficult to use the right amount of aggression and to let the game come to you the way you need to, to positively impact the game. And I think what happened with Kelly when Kelly came in this game um, was that he actually was bristling with positive intent. Mm. And there's a couple of other Lions players who were the same, um, but wasn't, was trying to almost, you know, do as much as he could as quickly as he could. And he made a couple of bad decisions in relation to into fouls, which I don't necessarily think he would have made if he'd had that comfort level of knowing that he was going to get the rhythm of the game from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It also meant not starting him that he ended up matched up with Mo Walker straight away, which you know I didn't see that on any level as a strategically good idea mm-hmm. on any level. Um, so this isn't about Tarrier because Tarrier did everything they could, and if you know if they wouldn't be one of the reasons why. Um, but if you told Leicester the minutes that Tawia would play and the minutes that um, Kelly would play, they would have been happy. Mm. So I thought that was a mistake. But I still think it was a mistake. Um, I don't I think the minutes that Reese might have played three minutes in that game with Kelly, you know, maybe five, because there was a time when he was out when Kelly was in. Yeah. You know, and that is just, ooh. but that said, having said all of that, um, London starting five basically creamed Leicester starting five. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. You know, in both halves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that lineup, and, you know, talked about a little bit as it was going on. Um, Basically, Dirk Williams was, Dirk Williams was electrified early on, good and bad. Good was because he was making plays all over the place. He was full of energy, he was full of emotion, he was diving on the floor, he was getting steals. Bad because he couldn't control it and he ended up picking up um, three fouls. And I thought London's strategy, I'm talking a lot about London here because they, 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 they were kind of the unknown quantity coming in. So it's, mm. it's not because I'm not interested in Leicester, it's just because they were you know, strategically, critically more interesting to me at this point. Um, London's strategy on Leicester, in relation to Leicester start on five, I thought was excellent. Mm. You know, they really had, they had a game plan, they were ready. Um, Gino spent the first quarter kind of waiting to see what his t- where his teammates were, looking around, seeing what was there. So he wasn't immediately aggressive. And Wheeling and Loving were not impactful in the game at all. Um, and the spacing that London had on offense allowed them to get good shots, which means that Leicester are picking it out and they can't run. Um, so... The game plan and the game plan was obviously, as I think you said in commentary, was to throw different bodies at Crandall. Yeah, well, that was um, it. the was interesting bit... thing was because they were quite aggressive and 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 physical with Crandall, 
um, which I think is is the right way to to sort of attack it. Um, but the interesting thing was it's they seemed to have a plan for who went when because th there was one time where Dirk had just been called for a foul and he went to Washburn and he went, you go to him, I've just got a foul. So it was, they were yeah, passing yeah. him along and it's almost like, I mean, I think he ended up drawing seven fouls, Crandall. So yeah. it was almost well, like they were taking it as a byproduct. I mean, I actually tweeted about that because you commented on it and didn't do it properly and it gave up a backdoor the next possession. And um, I actually tweeted that. I thought that was actually a mistake um, because there's a risk that you you overburden players if they're guarding different guys in a game. If you're guarding three different guys in a game within four or five minutes of each other, um, that's difficult, right? Because you're asking players to remember different things. Now, Dirk William picks up a foul on Gino Crandall. That's fine. That's just a foul saying, I'm here. But before that game started, you know, I would be saying to Dirk Williams, look, you have, if, if he's the guy, you have the primary assignment on Gino Crandall. That's going to be your job. Now, it wouldn't have been the guy for me. It would have been Washburn because I think they needed Williams' offense at the other end. And Washburn would have just utterly focused on the defensive side. But that's that's the way they went. That's fair enough. Um, but then he gets a foul, but then, okay, now it's somebody else. And then it's Josh Ward here. He comes in. They're going to give him the job. And Dirk is now guarding somebody else on the baseline. And then Dirk decides he's going to go and double on Mo Walker on a fadeaway jump shot um, to get his second foul, which was, which was a bad foul. Mm. You know, he didn't have to go and double, but he saw Walker on Kelly, which is that lineup that I talked about. So London have had it in their head that that's not great either. And, you know, you know, Kyla Kelly has to be able to defend another centre in this league without a double team. Williams saw it. He'd been guarding the ball, but now he's guarding on the baseline. So it's his man if he's going to go and double. Walker fades away. Williams flies 12 feet out of his position, out of his um, area, to try and make a play. Well, you like that energy, but it's dumb. You know, you can't pick up that second foul. Because at the point he picked up that second foul, um, London had um, something on the lines of 25 points. 20, it was 17-27. It was 10. 27 8. points in, yeah. in a minute, in, in eight, and nine, eight and a half minutes, right? Two minutes to and, play when he got that second foul. Yeah, eight and a half minutes. So they had 27 points at that point. And picking up that foul because of that matchup, which was the, you know, which I would never add because by that point, it, for, for me, it would have been Tawia Garden Walker and bodging him up. And picking up that foul because he'd been guarding the ball and now he's guarding the baseline um, really impacted the game negatively for London. And the question is then, and he, he got a bit lucky, actually, Williams, because he got a steal earlier on, and then he went, and, and if he got the ball off whoever it was, he threw it to Washburn for a layup, and he went straight into whoever the, the, whichever the Riders player's face was and basically started talking to him, which was probably a technical in any other game other than this one. Um, so his emotion, and I tweeted about it at the time, his emotion was good and bad. And the risk of playing a level team like Leicester with an over-emotional team like London or an emotional bunch, bunch of players, is that they're not going to go away, but you can't maintain that, that height and that level. And I thought that was kind of the case. Um, the second thing that happened um, was London didn't have a plan beyond the starting five. Mm. They didn't have, you know, you know, Leicester, you know, I could just about tell you a couple of times I actually predicted Again, Rob's substitutions on, on Twitter. But Leicester, um, you could see who was playing when they were going to play. Um, London 
having scored, you know, 27 points with you know, Dirk Williams in the game. And primarily it was the Kajini Dirk Williams um, Reese triumvirate that really helped them because that gives spacing. Also, um, when Roy Tibbet came in for Kajini, Reese kind of went all on his own. The spacing wasn't there as much. So Reese just basically made some shots. You know, went behind his back, made a couple of really tough threes, harder shots, shots that if you're less that you're happy with. Um, but then the beginning of the second quarter, you know, suddenly Dirk Williams has got two fouls. Kyla Kelly's got two fouls. Isaiah Reese is getting a little bit tired. They had no plan for Connor. No. So yeah, we've talked a lot about uh, we talked a lot about London. Let's uh, give you an opportunity to get your Connor yeah. Washington uh, fan club badge out uh, and, yeah. and stick it on. I think uh, I'm me too. Um, <laughs> two clean three pointers either side of the first quarter well, break, and what was a ten point lead was becomes a three point lead. Um, the Leicester played okay in the first quarter. You know, it, I actually tweeted, it reminded me of the game that we played against London in the first game at the O2 seven years ago. London, Joey can win and Drew Silver made, made some threes early and they were up about 10 in the first quarter. They went off on a red hot start as well. And we were quite a consistent kind of team at that point level. And we had confidence that, you know, the, the, the shooting would come back to the median, you know, it would, it would revert. And it did. And, and London were playing off a lot of energy and a lot of intensity, but we had some confidence. And I felt the same, and I saw the same in Leicester. That's what, what they've been all year. And because they know who's playing, they know when they're going to play, and they're all absolutely bought in and sat into that role. Um, but the second thing you have to have for Leicester after the plan for, for, for um, Crandall and Nelson Henry is the plan for Washington. Mm. And they had none. And um, I knew that. I mean, the, the, the play when Connacht, he actually got a couple of open shots to like, get his eye in before he made one. And you think, okay, he's being aggressive. They're going to have to guard him. They didn't. At one point, uh, early in the second quarter, Reese was tired, didn't respect, I don't think he respected Connor the way that he um, was respecting everybody else. Maybe he was a bit tired. He didn't defend him. He gave up a three. He didn't get the rebound. Connor got knocked, knocked down the three on the, on the offensive rebound. That's a big play. And um, then I look at who's on the court for London at that point, because I know who's going to be on the court for Leicester. You know, it's going to be Connor Washington. You know it's going to be Kim McKenzie, probably the best underused player in the history of the playoff finals, by the way. Mm. Um, it's definitely going to be either Jackson or Whelan, and it's going to be Adekoye, and it's going to be Walker. Mm. That's going to be their lineup for, for around that first quarter break, yeah. right? And you have to have a plan for that. And who are the threats on that lineup? Well, you've got to stop the ball. You've got to be able to defend Walker inside because they're going to look to throw the ball in the post and work off him. But you've got to defend Connor because Connor's a 44% career three-point shooter and he's played in a ton of these games. And by defending him, that means you've got to make him penetrate. He never had to go... He never... I don't think he set foot inside the key offensively in the whole game. Never once. You know, he got to shoot threes, but he never once made him penetrate. And I'm looking at London and I'm thinking, if I had that... Look, they've got a ton of players there, right? Bradley Caboza. Right? No, finals are about finding rules for players and just just making just neutralizing whatever you need to neutralize, winning your individual battles, whatever it was. Um, with us, I mean, going back six, seven years, it was actually Laska. Laska would come off the bench and say, right, you got Connor. Mm. You know, or the guy or in the trophy final two years ago, you got Elliot Sentence, whoever it was. Um, you you stop him. 
You know, you'd fight it and you would say, you match his energy. That's your job. You do that. That's what you can do for our team because our team can, can win that way. And I'm looking at Caboza thinking, wow, kid with a ton of energy. He's in people's faces. He's kind of, without wishing to say it, he's Connor a decade ago. Mm. You know, when, when Connor was just starting to play in these games. Uh, he has a chance. It doesn't mean he's going to be Connor in a decade's time. No, 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 things no. can go wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, but he has, you know, they've given him a bit of time. He's played some games. He's shown he can be on the court, but he has to have a role. Well, his role in that game for me had to be: you're going to go and you're going to be, you're going to out Connor, Connor, because mm. it's only going to be for four or five minutes that you have to do that role, because that's where the scoring comes. And they didn't have that. Instead, London went with a with a frankly crazy lineup with um, Martin and Neighbor both coming into the game fresh at the beginning of the second quarter, mm. which is totally unfair on them. Yeah, yeah, um, because yeah. you know, Reese is then you know, they, they, they're both free. You can't bring two new guys in at the beginning of the second quarter to play the four and five spot, particularly if you think about it. When you've got Tawia, okay, Kelly's got two fouls, but Tawia was your starting center, he did fine. Why is he not come yeah. back in the game? Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. do you need to go to Will Neighbor to guard Darius Nelson Henry? Yeah, and Darius Nelson Henry, that's not going to work, and it didn't work. And it was a first, and the problem that what the problem with that. Is that that gives Leicester a target, right? And Leicester are yeah. smart. So that means that it was Nelson Henry instead of Walker at this point because they'd, they'd swapped over already. But that means that they look at that and they're thinking, well, I'm throwing the ball in. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's got Will Neighbour on, and Will Neighbour's probably played five minutes at centre all season. Mm. Right. And he's guarding him. Right. You know, and that lineup because Dirk had two fouls, so he's out the game. Reese is tired, but Reese is Reese has, basically Reese has to create shots in that lineup. But he's already played 12 minutes, so he's tired. So what happens is all the gains that they get from the starting five, from defending and playing the starting five so well, yeah. Um, all those gains are lost because they had no plan to deal with the second unit and they yeah. didn't use the resources that they had. And that's not knocking because Leicester Leicester's second unit is good, you know. Adekoya is just under the radar, really good. Right, really good. Washington is under the radar, really good. Mackenzie is going to be in your face and he's going to give you what you want. And you know exactly what you're going to get from them. Right? And London weren't ready for that and London didn't have a plan. And by the end of the second quarter, London had played 10 players. Yeah. Um, which was probably at least two too many for my liking. And it was it and those little things random were, little yeah. bit spots as well. That was, that was the other That's thing. the thing here. You played two minutes here. You know, it's almost like it's it's a dart throwing at the board. You know, oh, we've got him. We better use him. We've got him. We better use him. Well, Tawia was there. He was ready to play. You know, you don't need a third center if Tawia. If you want rest, Nelson, you bring. If he's just starting center, you don't need a third center. You want to, if Kelly's got two fouls, you want to sit him down. Um, and and and, and yeah, they, they just had lots of lots of moving pieces at that point. But it remained. Sorry, move on. You take, yeah, you take the game so, forward. I think. So so Nelson Henry, um, at the, the point you're talking about there, where he picked up Kelly's third foul and he went at um, neighbor as well, got Leicester back level, thirty one points apiece, and the and the offense, as you say, had just gone for London. The the only thing they had was Reese made a couple of three pointers, uh, and that sort of kept them close enough for for halftime. But given yeah, how they'd come I mean, out, it, it it seemed like a sort of not much of a return for the 20 minutes of effort they put out there. 
Yeah, I thought um, Hulk, I thought Kelly was a little bit unlucky with his third foul, but I thought he was over-emotional. Um, I thought Nelson Henry caught him with a bit of a chicken wing as he went past him. That's what he was complaining about to the ref afterwards. I think the refs missed that one. Um, but he can't foul. Once he's passed him, he can't, you know, he's got two fouls, he can't go back and foul. The other foul he committed was an offensive foul where he'd, I think the possession before, where he'd given yeah, yeah. Um, the, the riders guy Jackson, a high elbow. Something. Jackson, yeah, yeah it, was dead, it was a foul. Um, no question. Um, you know, and he, he got him. So he, so he, but he was wound up because of that, and that that hurt them a lot. Williams picking up his third foul also hurt them a lot. And there was actually a case with about three minutes to go in the game because I saw what you saw. I think I tweeted with three minutes to go in the first half. It was a big three minutes because mm. I could see Leicester doing what they did to Manchester and just because mm. London was we're, we're not getting any shots at all that they wanted. And at that point, there was actually a case for putting Dirk back in the game, even with three fouls, which might sound crazy, because it, you know I was, I was worried it wasn't survivable. Now it was survivable because Isaiah Reese basically pulled some shots out of his backside. Mm. You know he played like a guy that you'd wish to played like that all year. Let's mm. be honest. And I know Drew said something afterwards about about um, Ryder Lions disrespecting the league a little bit this year and. Remember, go back to November in that game at Newcastle, which I was at, where Vince said afterwards basically the same thing about his team, which is, you know, some of these guys need to learn about this league. Mm. You know, what we saw from Isaiah Reese on um, Sunday um, was that there's no reason why London could possibly lose 10 games with him playing every game this season. Mm. And just can't happen, you know, and with the talent that they've got with that. But they did for various reasons, not all to do with Isaiah Reese. Um, but some of them, you know, potentially because of that. Um, and he, he kept them close, but the, the shots that they got when they had Kajini and Williams and Washburn in the game were very different to the shots that they got when they had anybody else in the game, you know? Um, so and Leicester it, also, the other thing about Leicester yeah. is Crandall kind of played the first half in kind of second gear, um, and I was waiting to see, you know, he, he played like he was comfortable in the environment. Uh, even though he was making shots, he wasn't forcing his own. Um, he didn't show that, you know, the, the, the mental, I thought there might be a risk that there'd be some mental frailty there if things started going wrong. And he didn't show that. And that was kind of quite ominous. And I rather thought half time, and this is something I desperately got wrong. I thought at half time, you know, this is going to be a Manchester game in London and Leicester would be done. You know, Leicester would be pulled away by the end of the third quarter, like it was in 2015 when we played London. You know, it was a 20 point game after three quarters. I thought I thought the game was going in the same direction. What I what I misunderstood and misunder what I underestimated was um the fact that you know they have a very potent offensive team when they get the right players on the court. Mm. We've talked well, about it. It, it, it. Essentially, it was the same deal again in the in the second half where the third quarter, London's offense is flying. Kajini now started making uh, some shots. Tawia, tremendously effective for them. They had a six-minute spell where Leicester scored once. It was 20-2, to two, and they were back up 10 again, London. Yeah, and, and Kajini made a couple of shots. That was big. Dirk is in the game, you know, space in the court. And, and they have um, a unit which has played together. And at virtually every other time, any time apart from those six players, right, which is 
Reese, Kajini, Williams, Washburn, and then Tawia O'Kelly is the sixth, right? That those that unit had those units had significant chemistry and understanding of where they were going to be, the degree of belief. Anybody else comes on the court, they haven't played. Waterbit hasn't played all season. Now he's playing 20 minutes in the biggest game. You know, it, it's not what he does, it's how everybody else is comfortable around him. Do they know where he's going to be? Do they, you know, are they able to do it, deal with that way? Um, Martin didn't step off the bench in the second half. Neva didn't step off the bench in the second half. Kibosa didn't step off the bench in the second half. So he cut the rotation right back, um, but not the way he needed to. I'll get to that in a minute. Leicester were just short of cracking because Leicester got nothing from, again, nothing from loving, nothing from wheeling. That's a big hole, you know. So those guys are being um, out effectived by um, Dirk Williams and Kajini at this point. You've got Washburn, who is doing everything that he's meant to do, as he always does. And there was a point about two and a half minutes to go in the third in the third quarter. Crandall missed a couple of foul shots, and he came down in the next possession and took up a, a, an early three, which I said was unlester like. I think it was an eight or a ten point game. Yeah, I tweeted that at the time. And basically said, look, Rob's going to have to make, and I tweeted that Rob's have to make a decision about Gino. Because at that point, you were thinking, oh, so it might just, you know, this could actually, I still thought Leicester would win, but kind of the interest is peak, which is actually, you know, they, you know, are they going to crack? Because they haven't cracked all season, but they were getting to that point. Um, and I thought the next 12 minutes were why Leicester have won and why London didn't win, um, because... Leicester made the right decisions. Um, he, he did take Gino out, which was the right decision. Put Connor in, put Kimball in. He um, went with Adekoya because he was getting nothing out of loving. And Adekoya gives you more solidity and he gives you more defence. doesn't give you much more offence, but that wasn't what they needed at the time. London were running away with the game. You know, a high-scoring game, London win. Low-scoring game, Leicester guaranteed the win. So Leicester doubled down on what it was they needed to do. And that combined with London, I'm afraid, going away from what was working and London kind of moving towards a defensive aspect to it as well, which was a nightmare for them because they had to score. That allowed, that, and then Connor running the team and not having a plan for Connor, that allowed Leicester to, to come back into it. And once Leicester got back in, you know, and it was just like the game at the Copper Box you guys talked about on the telly. Um, once London took out Kajini at the beginning of the fourth quarter, because Williams and Kajini played the whole third quarter with Reese, and they scored what 29 points, something, something like that. Right. And for me, at that point, I might have tweeted this, I can't remember, so people can say it was after the fact. But I certainly did during the fourth quarter. At that point, you forget about your subs. You know, it's you've got 10 minutes to play. You've got timeouts, you know, the game, you know, the, you know, you've got timeouts, you've got quarter breaks, you're constantly getting another minute out of your guys, another minute, another minute, right? Um, constantly, you know, keep playing because you know that to beat Leicester, you're, gonna, you're probably going to have to break them. And that means you're going to have to keep going. You know, you're going to have to keep going and put the pressure on them and let those guys get a rhythm. And they didn't. They, he took um, Kajini out. And bro, I think Ward Hibbert is the sixth guy. It's all right defensively, but it hurt them offensively. Reese isn't at this point 
cleared 30 odd minutes. So he's not going to pull out the pull the shots that he pulled in the first half because he's yeah. tired. And if yeah. you remember the threes that he did shoot in the fourth quarter, they were all short. Yeah. Right. And they weren't bad shots. You know, he the shots he had to shoot. Um then Kajini came out. And then two minutes later, Dirk Williams came out, which was for me was just, you know, I think he might have got his fourth foul, but I don't care. No, if it was it was before or after he got his fourth foul. It's like, no, Dirk, you're playing the whole way. You know, this is a final. You've got 10 minutes to play. You know, this is the lineup that's winning the game for us. I'm not messing with you. You're in the game. You know, you, you know, you do, it's kind of it's not like the NBA, right? Um in the NBA, the players are, are trained to play certain minutes. They have timeouts and quarter breaks, which last three minutes. They five have referees. Minutes, five minutes. Yeah. I've done, well, I've I've done, done an NBA game with no commercial breaks. Yeah, there you go. And had you to know. talk for five minutes during a timeout. Yeah. They have referees going to the month under every 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So the game stretches over a period of time, right? Mm. In the BBL, in the final, that doesn't happen. No. You know, you got, you know, you, your teams aren't in the penalty in the fourth quarter, right? The, um, you're generally going to save your timeouts for the end. So there's not going to be any timeouts called at that point. Even if you do, it's only for a minute. Okay. You sit somebody down and think, oh, I'll give them a bit of rest at the eight minute mark, right? You might be at the five minute mark by the time he's wiped his face, wiped his forehead, and had a drink of water, and he's going back in the game. That isn't a rest. That isn't sufficient rest. That isn't sufficient to take out one of your main guys yeah, in yeah. the fourth quarter of a game. Not of a meaningful game, not for the balls to the wall game, which is for, for the marbles at the end of the season. And um, they did that. And then, and they, and they couldn't score. Mm. So, so, you know, you haven't scored for two and a half minutes and you take Dirk Williams out of the game. Yeah. You know, and, and this is where I think, it, you know, ultimately the decision making of Leicester in keeping. And, and, so the interesting thing about it here is because uh, Washington did the same thing as he did in the in the first half, three pointers either side of of half time. Yeah. Was they had they had Washington out there, they had McKenzie out there, and Walker was there as well. And and as you say, we watched we watched this this team every week. You kind of know when Rob's going to make a substitution, who's going to come in at what point. And he left that yeah. bench unit out for a little longer uh, than usual. Because they were on top of the game and they were up 13. And this goes back to the point, I think we discussed it, was it last week, which is he's been there so many times, Rob, that he knows Connor is winning me the game here. So Connor stays on court rather than yeah. this is where Connor normally comes out of the game or, 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 or Adekoy is on the floor in the last minute of the game. There are not, I don't know how many games this year where Adekoy has been on at the end of a close game. But yeah, I, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Um, and I even, even tweeted with quite I wasn't even sure if we'd bring Crandall back straight away because he brought he brought because McKenzie was McKenzie's a fourth quarter player, mm. you know. You couldn't take Connor out, Connor was playing till the end, right? And McKenzie's a fourth quarter player, and McKenzie, I'll say he played like six minutes in this game, mm. and you know, and which is an incredible luxury because you know, and he won't come and he's not the type of guy who's going to go and kick his feet because he's, he's, he's clearly team orientated. He's got the coaches back and all that stuff. But I thought he might leave McKenzie a little bit longer as well because I could see that going the way that, that was going. But I think the three or four minutes around the quarter break that crowd had got, you know, helped him see the big picture. Mm. You know, and on top of that, the fact that if you leave when you're down 10, when you go out and suddenly you come back and you're at one, 
Mm. It's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah, feeling, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think you know that was a that was a balanced thing. But you know, you've got your league MVP, then he has to be the he has to be on the court at the end. Yeah, yeah. was how much at the end? But he didn't keep the same rules for Loving and and, and um, Jackson, who who've been his guys through the season, yeah. or Loving and Whelan. Um, you know, he went with the guys that were working. Now he has a luxury to that. You know, I mean, I think Rowe might have called it genius coaching to, to get crowned with a bit of rest, but actually it was, you know, you've got Connor, you know, it was, it was, um, it was as bog standard as you're ever going to get. Um, but it gave them the benefit of having, him having had that rest and also the ability to have, you know, eight or nine quality starters in your team who all know their rules. It's a, it's a key to a, to, to a good team. Now, um, London, Ended up only playing, I think, six players in the second half. Might be wrong. Don't think Caboza played. Don't think Neva played. Don't no. think Martin played. No. No. Um, so seven players. They played let, to let, Wyatt let, and whatever. But sorry, yeah, briefly we'll get onto it. Um, but they didn't have the right guys on at the right time. Yeah. And when they, when they had a drought, they didn't have the best five on. Yeah. Which is the thing we've been talking about. For weeks and, and weeks. the other thing again to validate everything that we say, which is always good to talk yeah, about. It's always good to validate. Stuff, it, it is yeah. first first four minutes of the fourth quarter, most important four minutes in the game apart from yeah. last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time, you know, you, you've got to have your lineups on. You have your lineups right, and they, they didn't quite. Sorry, move on. So so London didn't score for the first six minutes of the fourth quarter. Leicester scored the first thirteen points, um, and then Tawia. Because the other thing was Walker was on. We talked about that. Nelson Henry then comes on with four minutes to go. He would normally have made that change earlier, Rob. Um, but he was but kind it, of separate. Those two were kind of just splitting as and when I yeah, thought in this game. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there was a pattern to it. It was just one or the other. So so Tawia gets an AM one, which is their first score of the of the quarter with four oh four on the clock. Uh, it's seventy sixty eight. He converts the free throw. Darren Nelson Henry comes back into the game at, at that point with four minutes to go. And we'll just go through play by play. Yeah. Leicester come down, Crandall elbow jump shot, knocks it down, 72-68. You, you, you think this is this is Gino against Reese here. This is this is their stage, if you like. This is what they yeah. what they do. Um London come back the other way. Tower on the low block, missed the jump hook, but a great play from Washington coming, uh, sorry, from Washburn coming down the lane, tipped it in to make it a two point yeah. game. 3.26 to go. Um, came back the other way. Uh, Crandall, the high pick and roll. They basically ran the high pick and roll almost every play in the yeah, last, last four minutes. Um, uh, but he got up in the air and then he was trying to, and normally he's able to find a way out of that. And that time he... Dan, this was the play, right? This was the play. I tweeted immediately because he threw it to Tawia who stayed in front of Nelson Henry, right? And the reason he did that was because if you go back, Washburn was guarding him. Washburn chased him off the screen. Washburn is longer. Washburn is more athletic than anybody else that had to guard him. And I tweeted, you go back on my tweet, and I tweeted immediately after this, that this, after that, on that play that this game is going to come down to Crandall v Washburn right? to how Washburn defends Crandall and Washburn didn't see him until 30 seconds to go and this is ultimately the decision you're going to go through but that decision cost London a chance of winning this game forget what happened at the end that decision to move Washburn onto the wing and to have Ward Hibbert guard Crandall down on the stretch um, when you really 
shouldn't have been on the court, to be blunt, because it should have been Kajini and Williams. Those decisions cost London a chance to win the game. Sorry, move on. So, uh, as you say, Tauria wrapped it up. It was a jump ball, uh, London possession. Um, mm. Dirk drives to the basket, gets a call, um, makes one for two from the free throw line, 72-71. Uh, Leicester come back the other way. Again, the high pick and roll. Crandall into the key. He misses. Um, the ball is sort of knocked by Nelson Henry and then to Adekoya, and he slaps it in uh, to the backcourt. And Washington goes back and, and retrieves that. And just in case people... I think I on that play, he was guarded by Washburn as well, because I think he forced him left. And London did a good job of forcing Crandall. They had a good game plan for Crandall. They did a good job of forcing him left the whole game. And I think he shot the floor to go and left, and it was banged away. And I think that was the last play that Washburn had on him because it was two consecutive misses that he forced Crandall into. And then they came back down. So just to clarify the, the rule, because I tried to explain it in real time, That's but they got yeah. a quick score. But essentially, if if the ball is tipped in like that on a rebound, that's not deemed as a possession. So even no though possession, was, nobody's got the ball. Even yeah. though it's the Leicester player that's tipped it into the backcourt, it's not a backcourt violation. No. Um, but Washburn clearly didn't know that because he was going to the referee. Why is there not a call? Why is there not a call? He should know that because it's the same in the NBA. So, I mean, he's, played, he's had a cup of coffee in the NBA, I think, mm. hasn't he? So, according so, to Lasker. According, I think it was T, according to Lasker. T, according to T, was it? I don't yeah, think it was yeah. T. So, um, so, Washington brings it uh, back forward. Good head fake from Jackson, I thought. He drove to the basket, but Reese really timed it well. He could have gone quick and committed a foul, but he he, he managed to block the shot instead. Oh, so, let me get the ball behind, back, yeah. 236. Yeah. 236 to go. And then you were talking earlier about Reese's minutes and, and, and the shots that that he pulled up the shot through in the right wing, didn't yeah. he? Transition yeah. Transition three. I think that was an advised shot. I think I tweeted that at the time. He just put his, you know, but he hasn't got a shooter in the game. He hasn't got Kajini in the game. You know, so he, that, he can't, you know, they're, they're helping off Ward Hibbert, you know, so he's, 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 he's thinking, I've got to make a play. He hasn't got Kelly in the game to throw lobs to. You know, and that's another thing, you know, Tawia played great, but I'm having Kyla Kelly in for the last two and a half minutes when I need to stop. Don't care if he's got four fouls. Um, so Leicester come back, that shot short, Leicester come back, get the rebound. Uh, Crandall into the lane, uh, really nice step around Tawia, reverse lane, one second on the on the shot clock, 74-71 with 2.01 to go, London call a timeout. Yeah, he went right. He went right and then came back to his left and finished off with his right hand reverse. And, you know, what if it wasn't, wasn't in the play? London call a timeout. Um you know, would Crandall even make that move if Kelly's in the game? It'd you know? be a pretty spectacular finish if he did. Exactly. Late, you know, yeah, and this, yeah. this is these are the decisions that make make you know that ultimately well, the difference between winning and losing. Loving and Adekoya, Adekoya getting that you know that tip back, which you mm. talk about. Would Loving have made that play? You know, you know, Loving's probably out on the three point line, but that's not what they needed at that point. They needed something. Needed grit and grind. You know, so that's Adekoya's in the game. London need defense. Kelly's not in the game. Sorry. Reese uh, comes down the other way, passes it into uh, Washburn at the high post, hands it back to Reese, takes it uh, to the basket. And he's, uh, Nelson Henry comes over for the help. It was a really good finish. He had to put it up high to get it over Nelson Henry. 74 73, 144 to go. They ran a nice play out of the timeout to get Reese the ball off the handoff of the, of the horn set, going to his right. They run that play quite often this year. And he finishes really well going to his right. 
so that was a nice play. Mm. You know, I was impressed with that. And then Leicester again, high pick and roll, Ward Hibbert uh, and Tawi are both sort of drawn to him. Uh, and he just sort of throws a little lob to, to Nelson Henry, 73, 76, 129 to go. You have to break. You have to be able to impact the, the crowd on Nelson Henry pick and roll down the stretch. Mm. And um, they couldn't. Um, and I'm just thinking, though, you know, you know, and it comes, where's the game being played? Where's the game being won? The game is being won with those four players because London aren't really helping off, off the wings. You know, Washburn's not in the play defensively um, over the other side of the court. Um, Reese isn't in the play defensively. It's Crandall and Nelson Henry going at Ward Hibbert and Tawaya. Well, Tawaya. Well, Ward Hibbert and Tawaya probably haven't been in that situation all season where Ward Hibbert's defending a screen and rolling Tawaya's a guy in the middle. Mm. Yeah. Not all see, you know, they you know, yeah. it's probably new on them, entirely and only new on them. And you've got Washburn, who is, you know, an all league defender and probably one of the best we've seen in a number of years. He stood on the wing, he's not involved in the play. Mm. You know, you've got it just, you've got your, 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 your lead, leading shot block that's sat on the bench and you're going to win the game by getting stops. If you don't stop Crandall, you can't win the game. Bottom line, he's the MVP, he's going to win that game for Leicester unless you stop him. And if he's looking at that and he's thinking, Oh, I've got Ward Hibbert and Tawia to go against. He's comfortable. And he was comfortable at the end of the game. He's more comfortable at the end of the game than he was at any other point in the game. Mm-hmm. Lions come back the other way. It's essentially the same play they ran uh, back to, uh, with the handoff at the high post from Washburn to Reese. This time, Washington managed to stay in front of him, but he had a nice little stutter to get along the baseline and find a bit of space to lay it in 76. Um, 75. We've yeah, it was an isolation there. for Reese. Yeah, it's good. Again, it was a nice play. It was an isolation for Reese. Use the space, Reese, attack the rim, use your size, don't worry about your legs on a jump shot. You know, London offensively near the end, you know, Reese was excellent throughout the game. Um, but that wasn't where that game was being won. No, it was Crandall Nelson Henry again. This time they had two high screens. Uh, Ward Hibbert didn't switch on 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 that one, and Crandall makes a shot at the top of the key with 53 seconds to go. 78, it's just a 75. rhythm jump shot going yeah. to his right. You know, through the whole game they'd been sending. If you watch it, particularly when he's on the left hand side of the floor, they were basically defending him sideways on. They were stopping him coming to his right. They were literally funneling him to his left the whole game. And you can still make plays. But it's not, he's not quite as comfortable because he's right handed. And um, that one, he comes off where he wants to go, comes off to his right, picks his spot. He's got nobody anywhere near him. And you're asking, you know, you're giving the MVP an, an open 16 foot jump shot in a rhythm situation with 53 seconds left to go. You know, well, what do you expect? He's going to make it. You know, it's not, it's not a question of doubt. Again, it's, it's, it's their, their defence at that point. And again, Washburn's not involved in that defensive possession at all. Mm. Despite the fact that the two times in three minutes to go, he got stops. Nobody else has. And what got me about it was, you're going to talk about in a minute, and what happens next. But on the last possession of the game, with 30 seconds to go, he's guarding him again. Mm. So so Reese comes down the other way, shoots a, a three-point shot over Jackson, which is short. Uh, 33 seconds to go. Leicester rebound. You you've got your rule. You trust your defense there. I was sort oh, of yeah. wondering down three whether you might think of a foul. 33. No, 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 no. You got to play D. Yeah. Um, you have to play D. Yeah, maybe get a steal if you're lucky. But 
you know, I don't, I think the moment that you commit to fouling in a game, you're hoping that the other team's flaws will help you win it. The difficulty is outside of Jackson, Leicester's foul shooters are. They missed good. they missed six or seven in this game. They did, but I'm not I'm not backing Crandall to miss a foul shot, are you in that no, situation? No, probably not. No. no, I'm not backing Connor to miss the foul shot. And even then, even if they make one, it's a four-point game, and then you, you, you then you have to score and then you're fouling again. Mm. You know, there's just too many things I think which which have to go right. So I'm happy for them to keep playing defense at that point and then run out and get a shooter. I'm not happy with the fact that Kajini's not in the game. I'm at this point, my my Twitter button is my exclamation marks are mm. piling on, you know, because I'm, you know, because unfortunately Waterman didn't score a point. He's not, he's not being effective defensively, and you, you, you're basically taking one of your, taking your weapon out of the game. Um, so that over the past the three minutes before the end of the game, that was, it was a team that knew itself against a team that hadn't figured itself out despite the fact they've been together for ten months. That's what it was, yeah. and that was the only difference. So as you've uh, as you've alluded to, Washburn was guarding Gino this time down. Leicester running some clock. There's nine seconds differential between shot and game clock. High screen switch to Tawia. Crandall goes uh, again down the left hand side of the lane, um, but it, Washburn sort of dived out at him as well. He's falling over off the glass. It, it wasn't that far. It wasn't that far away for an incredibly difficult shot. Yeah, but how's how difficult is that shot compared with the one he yeah, shot thirty yeah. seconds before? Yeah, much more. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you got you got you got an all league defender sending him to his weak side, having him fall away, right? And yeah, he can make that shot, but the numbers are in your favour. Now I can only think that Washburn basically said, "Look, I got him," because there's not enough time for the coaches to point out you swap, you swap, right? I think if was you know, and that's the dysfunctionality of London coming through when it really, really matters. We have that 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 rule requirement, you know, and there are only certain guys you have to be sure you have to be there are certain players you can miss me and match up on, you can change matchups on all the time. But there has to be absolute clarity in relation to who's guarding the ball against Leicester down the stretch. And there wasn't. You know, and I think Washburn took the decision himself to do that. Mm. Um as I say, not having your shot, however well Chris Tawia played, not having your, your all-league shot blocker in the game when he's got a foul to give at the end of the game, um, to me, is just inexcusable. I mean, he played 10 minutes in that game. And, and oh, man, Kyla, come to Newcastle, get paid a <laughs> quarter as much, and I guarantee you'll be playing more than that, even if, even if I'm shouting at the coach from the sideline to make you do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because what a weapon, what a weapon to have to be sat over there. Anyway, um, yeah, but no, so, 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 so yeah, so it comes, it comes off the backboard into the ring and it sort of rattles about and then bounces on the back and out. And at this point, uh, Adekoya is in the corner, um, essentially on his own. Um, and Tawia and Nelson Henry and one other player who was guarding Adekoya that I can't think who it was go after the rebound and it's sort of tipped by Tawia, but straight to Adekoya who's come in off the wing to see if he can get involved in the play. And, and basically that should win the game for Leicester right there. Cause they've got the ball. There's 11 seconds to go and they're already up three. But, but uh, 
Adekoya did the right thing. I've forgotten. Did, yeah, uh, he, Adekoya did the right thing. He, he he brought it out. He gave it to Connor and thought, Connor, you're the you're the you're the free throw shooter. And what Connor did was yeah. again inherently the right thing to do because he passed it back to, to to he passed it back to Adekoya because yeah. he didn't want to get fouled. He wanted the clock to keep ticking. Oh, keep away, yeah. And Adekoya, I think at that point, thinking. I really ought not to have the ball because somebody else should have the Connor or Gino should have the ball for the free throws um, and they'll come running to me. So he wanted to quickly get it back to uh, Washington. Only problem was Dirk Williams was in the way and Dirk Williams stole the ball. Um, And suddenly, uh, uh, (laughs) indeed, suddenly um, Dirk has the ball. He's looking to take off down court there's the last few seconds a chance to potentially tie it but nelson henry was able to knock it loose so that dirk didn't quite get away and and get on, the, on the dribble and then the speed of washington chasing back he's able to come uh, and deflect the ball away and it goes out of bounds for a sideline ball right in front of the leicester bench for london 2.8 seconds to go um, and they call a timeout, and then it comes down to the play that, you know, everybody looked at and went, "What was that?" Yeah. So, so, was so, they, so let me, so let let me. They have a timeout. They come out of the timeout. They've got on the court, Kajini, who's one of eight from really? three point range, okay. Dirk, who's one of three from three point range, and Reese, yeah. who's five of eleven from three point yeah. range. Nobody else in the game for London made a three. So, yeah. and, and, and they're your three best three, three point shooters. So you're expecting one of those three to go, to, to, to get yeah. it. Now I said on commentary and you might hear the surprise in, in yeah. my tone there is, Oh, Reese is inbounding the ball. Cause yeah. I'm thinking Reese is shooting the shot was my yeah. thought. Now I, I would settle for Dirk and I would settle for Kajini, but, in the game, given the way it's gone, I thought Reese would be shooting the ball. And with 2.8 seconds, I think I said something like, you, you could get it back because in theory, you could lob it in, get a hand off, one dribble, yeah. and, but that's risky in my view. If you had 4.8 seconds, maybe, but not 2.8 seconds. So that was the first thing that I just sort of went, oh, I would have had him uh, on the court. So you've got the rest of the five, they've got Washburn, Kajini, Tawia, and Dirk Williams in a stack uh, at, at the base of the key on the opposite side of the key um, to the ball uh, in that order. So Dirk is at the bottom. Dirk, then Tawia, then Kajini, then Washburn. Dirk runs up around the three screens, but Lester are just going, we're switching everything anyway, mate, so you can just run. And he turns the corner and he runs, and there is... Um, uh, who was it was waiting for him? I can't think now. There was somebody right there. Oh, it was loving. Yeah, I think I it was loving. It was loving that we stood there like this going, all right. And Dirk then runs back down the key. He doesn't run directly to the corner. He sort of goes down. And maybe he'd have got to the corner in the end. But in that motion, I'm thinking he's not the option here. Mm. So I'm already going, wait. So you've, you've got Reese throwing the ball in. So he's not the option. Dirk seems to be a decoy, so he's not the option. So it can only be Kajini at that point, to me, unless, you, you know, Tawi is going to dash out to the 
to the corner and shoot a three. Um, so it, that I didn't quite get that either. Tawia is stood there, not really screening anybody. Washburn is stood there next to Jackson, not really doing anything. And Kajini, at the point at which the ball is left Reese's hands, has taken, has moved one foot. And by that, I mean an actual foot rather than distance. He's lit in the, So they're in the key and he's taken not even a step, a half step, when the ball has left his hands, when the ball has left Reese's hands. So even if the pass was thrown perfectly, he probably wouldn't have got all the way to the corner by that point. And even if there was a screen set, which there wasn't for some reason, he, he probably wouldn't have, he'd have been open, but he wouldn't have got, he wouldn't have got far enough out. So he'd had to catch it and dribble backwards in my view. And then the pass was so far short that Crandall, when he caught it was closer to the key than he was to the three point line. It was miles short of where it, where it, where it needed to be. And he didn't even have to jump. It was just like, and interestingly, in the post-match interview, he said, oh, we had somebody on the ball. He must have got a deflection because even he thought there's no way that pass can, can that fall that, that far short without somebody getting a hand on it because it, yeah. it was so far short. And the other thing, the other reason that I would have Reese on the court to shoot the shot is he leads the league in turnovers this year. Yeah, he's probably also the best pass I thought. So it's a difficult one. Um, I, I'm going to I go against the grain a little bit with this because I actually like the play. I really do. We I've tweeted. I tweeted almost immediately afterwards. We ran it about three years ago. Lasker was talking three. about it in the bar afterwards. Yeah, you know, it's on. The, you'll see it's on my tweet. There's actually a clip of it. Yeah. Kai knocking down I the three. It. When Lasker said it, it, I remembered it. I, I don't like yeah. the pass. There's too many things. No, to go no, wrong it's called the wall play. Yeah, it's called the wall play because basically you set those guys set up a wall. You've got two and a quarter seconds to go. Um, it's actually it's a high risk, high reward play yeah. because if it works, you get an open corner three with the ball coming towards the guy with a chance to get his feet set. Okay, so in relation to the quality of the shot you're going to get, you pull that play off. You're getting yeah. the best quality shot you are ever going to get, with, unless short of a uh, an utter brain malfunction by the defense, yeah. which Leicester aren't going to do, right? So from that perspective, I think it's a bold, play, it's a bold play, and I actually I like the fact that Joe, also the fact that they hadn't run it all season, so no one knew it was coming. I've watched all their games this season. If you can tell me where they've run it before, believe me. Right. The only problem is, I don't think they've run it much in practice either. Yeah. Um, because you, know, you can, you, it's muscle memory. That part of the seat, that part, you know, that is not an easy pass. Let's be clear about this. Reese throwing the ball over whoever's guarding him to a spot where there is nobody there, you know, what, 60 feet away mm. in the far corner of the court. That is a tough, tough pass. Also, the timing, as you've said, has to be perfect. You know, so it has to be, if you watch the one that we, the, the, the one that we pulled off, I hadn't, I hadn't, to be honest, I hadn't seen us practice that either, but mm. I must have done it. I wasn't at practice because literally, as soon as the ball is handed to Fab, he throws it. So the guys know that as soon as the ball is handed, that's when Kai splits to the corner. Mm. So there's no kind of looking around. The timing has to be perfect. And if you look at it, they actually got it partly right insofar as the way the defense was reacting. 
Because you're right, Dirk Williams is just a decoy. He's just to get out of there. He's just to take a man out of there, right? Washburn is doing exactly what he's meant to do. He screen, Jackson's nowhere near that pass, right? He's screen, screening Jackson. He's doing. He's running the play, you know, like a pro he is, whatever, doing, 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 doing what he's meant to do. Adekoya is actually defending Tawia, but Adekoya is playing normal defense and he's actually off him in the lane. It's because he's got, they've got, because he's got a quarter of an eye on Dirk Williams, right? So he's actually, so he's not in any position to recover out to the corner. Okay. So Tawia's man isn't going to be able to switch that screen when um, Tawia screens Crandall. Because if Tawia screens Crandall properly, okay, then the only guy who can get out there is Adekoya. But he's got two feet in the paint. He's probably not the swiftest to get out there anyway. The distance is too great. At the very least, Kajini would have a pump fake, sidestep and open shot, right? But Tawia doesn't screen. And I can only think, and, and before the play happens, you see them pointing, Washburn, you see there's, there's, there's some uncertainty about what's going on in that little stack. You know, and, and that to me is, you know, uncertainty, is death at the time at that time. You know, the idea of that play, um, I think for that guy, and I don't even have a problem with Reese throwing him because he, he might be he might have the most turnovers, but he's also the only one in passes the ball, let's be honest, on that team. Mm. Um, you know, you know, Dirk doesn't pass it much, Kajini doesn't pass it much, you know, nobody else. So so he's he, to make that pass, he's he would be the one I trust. Maybe Washburn, but he won't Washburn setting the screen, really. Um, but the question is, who have you practiced it with? Who have you done it in, who have you done it in practice yeah, yeah, with? Who's yeah, been on the court? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Who have you, who have you done it with? I would, you know, would, would, but Tawia doesn't screen Crandall. Crandall actually takes a step towards Dirk Williams because Crandall's got Dirk Williams in his head as well, quite rightly. Now, the, you know, as Dirk goes that way, there's a point when the ball is just in the air where Crandall is so screenable because he's there. And Tawia actually moves out of his way. And if Tawia steps in his way, that ball can bounce twice before it gets to Kajini. It doesn't really matter. You know, Kajini's going to have a chance, at the very least, with his feet set to get something off. And but not I just how thought it was, it was thrown. Question. It wouldn't have made it to the corner how it was thrown. Well, if it screened Crandall, it would have, because Crandall wouldn't have been there. But, but the arc of it, it would have fallen short. It yeah, it might, it might have bounced twice yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might have bounced twice first. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's going to get the ball. He's going to have the ball in his hands. It might not be in rhythm or whatever, mm. um, but he's going to be facing the basket with a little bit of space. And I just, you know, you can't run stuff that people haven't practiced. And that was my impression. Mm. Great idea. Brave play call. You know, you could just throw it to somebody on a kill and they chuck up something off balance or try and bait the foul. But, you know, you get yourself a proper shot for, for potentially the, the purest shooter in the league. They were that close to doing it, but they didn't know what they were doing at the end. Then you know, as I say, what Tawia is doing is beyond me. He literally screened nobody. And the one person that you're looking at screening is Kajini's man. Mm. Kajini's man has to be the one who's screened. And then if they can switch out, they switch out. And if and as I say, go on, if you guys go on, if you haven't seen it, go on to Twitter. There's a link to an Eagles clip whereby we ran it. And it wasn't entirely smooth. Um, but that's how it could have worked, you know? Um, but, you know, preparation, preparation, performance, it all comes into it. You know, and if you're not ready for it at the end, if you're not ready, if you can't perform under pressure, you can't execute under pressure, it doesn't matter how many clever ideas you have, it doesn't matter how many good players you draw up. And I wouldn't, I'm not going to, 
I think I don't think the London coaching staff did a bad job in this game. You know, it's, t- it's a hard game. They've got a lot of players. Um, it's a big environment. It's a big energy. It's a big, big decisions to make. Um, but they had to do a great job to win, mm. right? And they didn't do a great job. I don't think they did a bad job, but I think some of the decisions were, at the time, questionable. And unfortunately, um, left them just a little bit short. Also, the inflection points in the game, which were at the two-minute mark in the first quarter and at the two-minute mark in the third quarter, they weren't ready for. And they weren't able to, you know, that the foot on the throat, mo- the foot on the throat moments. Yeah, yeah. You know, they weren't able to. They weren't able to do it. And that's experience of finals. It's understanding that you might only need five players to win a final. You know that. I mean, I only ever talk about the games that we won because I remember the ones that we lost because we got basically didn't do great jobs as as coaches. But the ones where we win, um, the most memorable, we we came back from 15 down against Leicester with five guys. Mm. Five guys playing for 16 minutes. I think maybe Flanoy may have played a minute to rest somebody, but that was it. You know, it was was, um, Fletcher, Chapman, Lasker. Sorry, yeah, Lasker, Martin, and Smith, something like that. I don't know. I can't remember now. But uh, it was five small guys, five shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And um, might not have been Chapman. Yeah, it might be Douglas Chapman, yeah. Um, you know, and that was it. We didn't, it was not a question of, oh, I need to get him a blow. I'll get him a blow. It was like, hang on, this is working. we got to run with it. And I don't think they were brave enough like that. You don't need to give Dirk Williams two and a half minutes rest in the fourth quarter. You sat down for three minutes and you've lost, you've lost a third of the fourth quarter. Mm. You know, that, that is not a commit. That is not a proportionate breakdown of the advantage you get of having him fresh to yeah, give him yeah. to give him a, yeah. a three yeah. minute break to miss three minutes of the game. It's just not. And as I say, they they um, placed an incredible amount of trust in Ward Hibbert, which I think was probably a little bit unfair on him because he hardly played. And then to give him the key role at the end of the game, um, and all the other guys are you know people like Washburn and. And Reese will be looking around saying, well, hang on, he's not been here all season. I need to be doing this, you know. Mm. And I just thought, so they made decisions which were justifiable. You could say they were kind of shot in the dark decisions, a couple of them. Um, but not entirely enough to be great. Mm. Leicester did what they did. I thought they kept their composure really well. But they are a product of what they've been for nine months. That's not a product of that game. You know, ultimately, it's like having an encyclopedia, you know. Um, it's like having a um, the Encyclopedia Britannica, and it will go back 25 years or 30 years. Leicester have got all the books. Rob's seen every combination. He knows his guys backwards. They've been together all season. They're doing what they're doing. They've done. What they've had it all played in certain rules, right? London have maybe got volume. London have got the volume beginning with A. You know that's it. They've got six guys. The rest of them, they don't know what's coming. Yeah. They can't know what's coming because they've got no repetitions. You can't have the situation where you have two guys who have basically not been in the screen real defence all season, defending the last three minutes of the game against the MVP with the championship on the line. Mm. And to expect your team to do, you have to understand, you have to have an understanding of the liabilities and the weaknesses of your team as much as the strengths. You have to know how to hide those weaknesses. You have to know how to maximise the strengths of the players. And Washburn has to be in that action. Mm. He has to be in that. He has to be impacting it somehow. And he wasn't. And that 
you know, that's kind of a referendum on their season, really. Mm. Um, you know, tons of talent. Probably still should have won that game on the shots that they made on the road. On the, on the, but um, they were beaten by a unit who knew each other backwards with a coach who's been there time and time and time again and knows how to build a team up all the way through the season. And um, hopefully it will mean that when they come to put their roster together for next year, um, their first thought will not be who's been playing in the G League, but their first thought will be who's going to coach. Mm. Because the talent level in the league now is such that there is a real premium on coaching now. I think I've said it before. Yeah, yeah. There's a real premium on coaching now. You know, because they're, they're, you know that most teams can afford to pay eight good players. Most teams have got eight good professional players mm. who've played at certain levels to get themselves a gig in this league. And how you utilise them and how you hide their weaknesses and how you maximise their strengths and how you have them buy into the system and how you have them buy into the target. Um, that's going to be the difference between winning and losing. That's why Leicester won three this year. Mm. And to be honest, they'll be frustrated they lost to Bristol. Yeah, yeah. Because if, they, if, that, the, if, that yeah. game, if that game had come at a slightly different time, yeah. they probably wouldn't have lost it. Yeah. But that's the season, you know. Um, so there we go. Yeah, you know, um, Crandall's the MVP. Um, Crandall, uh, MVP, 23, point, 23 points, 9 of 19 shooting, 7 uh, assists, uh, 2 something, so I've written down, I don't know what it is, 2 steals as well. Uh, Nelson Henry, 15 points, 6 of 9 shooting, 6 Rebounds. Here's, the, here's the crazy thing, Dan. I'm sorry. Yeah. The crazy thing is that he was Gino was minus ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to get. You're going to get to that. Sorry. Yeah. Washington was um over five from two, four of seven for three for for twelve points, and um, Jackson five of eight for twelve. But the plus minuses, uh, the only players in plus numbers for Leicester were Washington plus fourteen, Adekoya plus fourteen, Mackenzie plus thirteen, Walker plus four. All their bench players. Mackenzie played plus. Mackenzie must have been plus thirteen in about seven minutes. Mm. There, and you know, if you are, that means that London lost the non-Crandall minutes. Eight minutes that Crandall didn't play, London lost them by thirteen points. Mm. Right. Um, that's a failure mm. of planning, failure of organisation, because that that can't happen in that game. You know, you have to respect, let's have nine stars, you have to respect all of them. I'm not sure London did. And unfortunately, those three bench players for London, those four bench players from Leicester that you've just mentioned, um, utterly outplayed and outplayed what London put on the court. And they outplayed them, not just because of the way they played, but because of the rules that they had and the timing and the comfortability in those rules. Comfortableness in the, the comfort, sorry, their comfort in those roles that they've that they've basically manicured and that they've um, worked on all season, and yet you have London thrown out, neighbour and Martin, you know, at the beginning of the second quarter when them, I can't remember them playing together, not in meaningful minutes, you know, Caboza at the end of the, th the end of the first half when I don't know what he was on for. You know, I just didn't, you know, what was his role? What was he meant to do? You know, there was no, there was no, he was just, he is another body. We put, you may as well put Wash Ward Hibbert back in the game. You know, you're given, you're not given, you say, oh, we're giving him a chance. You're not giving him a chance. You're giving him two minutes in the second quarter in a role that he's not used to with no idea what he's meant to do. That is not a chance. 
that is just torpedoing your own chances. You know, you've got to find out who your guys are. You've got to trust them. You've got to commit to them. And um, they didn't do that. So the little things in the game. Leicester, we've talked about their three-point shooting this season as well. They're only four of 12 from behind the arc. Um, London were led by Reese's 29 points, eight rebounds, seven um, assists, six turnovers, uh, 12 of 28 shooting, 38 minutes and 36 seconds he played. Um, yeah. Dirk had uh Dirk Williams had 14 points was a plus 15 yeah uh, uh Tawi had nine points and 14 rebounds six offensive rebounds just we talked about London's three-point shooting this year as well seven of 27 that's I guess perhaps the the big gem um well they were never going to make threes I knew they weren't going to make threes I said that last week Leicester weren't going to let them make threes the only guys who made threes for Leicester themselves was Connor and that's because they didn't respect Connor's shot which was just yeah. utterly nuts because clearly none of them listen to this podcast <laughs> um beyond that well Connor was four of seven so everybody else was yeah exactly five. so he made them all yeah yeah so he made three they made three uh he made nearly them all um the final thing about London and this is the thing is the, the you have to have a plan through the year, right? You can't tell me that Reese couldn't have played 34 minutes in that game and Lockhart ran the team for six minutes whilst McKenzie was on the court. Mm. You can't tell me that. You know, if it's not going to be composed, I have to put it into guard Washington. But put, put Dre Lockhart in. You know, he knows. You know, experience is worth so much more than anything else in those circumstances. Yeah, for the past three months, Bradley Caboz has played a lot, but he's not been played in the finals. So why did that happen? Andre Lockhart's not played at all, so they've had no coherent second unit without Isaiah Reese. And that comes back to bite you because Isaiah Reese has to be 83 minutes, 83 minutes, 38 minutes. And at the end of the game, when he's getting good looks, he's short on his jump shot. Well, it's not a surprise he's playing 38 minutes. You know, it's all the planning throughout the season that goes into it. And if you have three head coaches and multiple and multiple people behind the scenes, you don't have a coherent um, plan through the, through the course of the season. This is what happens. The little things go against you. The small margins add up. And unfortunately, a team that you may have more talent than beats you because they're a far more um, cohesive unit. That's probably the end of my rant. That, that's probably the, probably, probably the end. The only start I didn't give was they had 18 offensive rebounds. Uh, London, but only 10 second chance points. Leicester had nine yeah, and nine. Get, so yeah. well, that's the thing with Tawia, though. Tawia, you know, Kelly, if Kelly gets an offensive rebound, it's generally a dunk, right? Yeah, yeah. If, um, if um, a dunk before it comes down again. Yeah. Um, if Tawia gets an offensive rebound, it's a bit harder. He doesn't have the same, he has that physicality to get the ball, but he's not as good a finisher. He doesn't play above the rim as much. So you get those extra shots, but what are they worth? As you say, it becomes that's that's another difference between Tawi and Kelly, and that's why I say 100% of Tawi is where you know is great, but if it only results in 20% of Kelly, and Kelly had six points, six rebounds, and three block shots in 10 minutes, mm. and part of it was his own pot through trouble through foul trouble, but in the, the day he only played, he only had four fouls, mm. four isn't five. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm using every foul, I'm using every single foul of Kyler Kelly in that game because of the, those tip-ins and those dunks and all those things he can give you, which can um, impact the defense. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Con I thought Connor was the most impactful player. The shots he made were made at the key times. It meant that Gino could come in comfortable, comfortable knowing that the rest of the team had his back and he could take his team home, mm. basically. Um, but um, yeah, I think he has to be the MVP with 23-7-5. But if Leicester win, I think Gino's probably always going to be the MVP simply because he saw he has the ball in his hand so much. 
you know, for them to win. Um, but he played, he played a good game, he played a really sound, um, controlled. Probably he played far better than he did in the cup final under more pressure, but he played far better. So, yeah, he entirely deserved it, and, and Rob deserves it as well, you know. Um, so we, we all got to find a way of beating him, indeed. So that will do it for another season in the British Basketball League. We'll park it away for the summer. We might come back next year again, Dave. Who knows? Uh, yeah. See if we can get to season three. Only if people have promised to listen to us. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So we'll um we'll sign it off. I almost feel like we have to sign it off by Going like a bat out of hell. That was all. Uh, stop it. Well, I, just, I, I would, I would actually just like to thank you because what what people don't realise is that whilst this show is a show, is it a show? What, 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 what do they call it? Um, no, that's the show. Sorry, my fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whilst show. this show is ninety, yeah. Whilst this show is like yeah, like all shows are ninety percent preparation. You know, ninety five percent of that ninety percent preparation is done by you. <laughs> Um, we don't me. do masses of preparation to well, you, well, you say we do I know I, I, that's a royal way I think um, I know it's quite liberating to be able to kind of come along and just often have you take me to all the things that I've forgotten so I really do appreciate the <laughs> efforts of that um, you know but there is a you know for all you know I'm dealing here with a man who drives a minibus to Scotland and then comes back and fills in his charts and does my um and then does his commentaries and his Euroleague and all this stuff. So yeah. your efforts are greatly appreciated. Thank you very much. Let's go now. Come on, let's go. We've we've had enough. And maybe, maybe if uh, all things go well in September, we will uh, like a sinner at the gates of heaven come crawling on back to you. <laughs> crawling back. Crawling on. <laughs> Goodbye. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Goodbye. I like that.